Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. We're real blessed. And you may think, well, you're just saying that. Well, I am, and I am. <laughs> Amen? I mean, I mean, we're just, we're very blessed we're blessed in a lot of ways. We're blessed more, I mean, we're blessed as a church and as the people of God, but we're blessed in our nation. We're blessed, I mean, we have so many benefits that we, we, are, we just need to be thankful for. We just need to be grateful. We need to, uh, and I'm not going to talk about this this morning, but, um, and I really sensed during worship that just fatigue was leaving people's bodies. You don't need to be fatigued. Amen? Amen. But, but uh, we're, we're blessed in so many ways, and we need to put thanksgiving in our mouth. You know, Peter talks about if you want to see good days and be blessed, let no corrupt word, no guile come out of your mouth. And I know sometimes the word of faith, people get a bad rap because, you know, they're always talking about what you say. But... You know, the Bible does say the power of life and death is in your tongue. So it's either right or it's not. And I just am, uh, I guess, people might call it naive, but I'm going to call it smart enough to just believe what God said and do it. And, uh, you know, I'm not earning anything by saying the right thing. In other words, grace has provided, but I'm cooperating with something for a manifestation in my life just like we did at the point of salvation. Did you know that when you got saved, the power of life worked through your tongue? If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, you shall be what? And by saying that, you released your faith and eternal life came into your heart. So it started right there. And it continues with every other grace. Amen? Amen. Mary, good playing on that violin. Man, I love that thing. You are anointed. All right. <laughs> Amen. All right. So we're talking about the anointing. You can go to, I think, John chapter 2. We'll see what happens. Isaiah chapter 10. This is part 7 in this series. But Isaiah 10, 27. You're going to John chapter 2. Uh, 27 says this. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. In the King James Version, it says because of the anointing. Now, um, uh, I, I'm going to read this a little later, but Acts 10.38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth and it says he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. So that's that anointing that breaks yokes. Does that make sense there? Okay, 1 John chapter 2, verse 20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. So, uh, last week through our flock note system that we have, and if you don't have it, you need to sign up for it, and afterwards you can find out, after the service you can find out how. But it's one of the ways we communicate with you. But I shared with the church an email overview of the notes of the series we are in. And what I mean by that is, um, I have like 50 pages of notes, so you didn't get all the notes. You just got the overview. And uh, in this email, I shared different points we have looked at on Sunday mornings regarding the anointing. 
Here is what we have covered in a nutshell, and this is in a nutshell. Uh, We have discussed the anointing, or, or what the anointing is. In other words, we've given definition to the word, the word anointing, from the scriptures. In the Old Testament, the anointing was the power of God upon a person who was called to a specific office to minister to the people of God. In the New Testament, the anointing is the power of God. Oh, and my tablet just shut off. But I will get it back in the name of Jesus. You know, if I was real spiritual, I'd say the devil doesn't want you to know this. All right, so... In the New Testament, the anointing is the power of God within the believer and upon the believer. Now, you and I are in a much better condition in the New Covenant than, we, than they were in the Old. Because you got the Holy Ghost in you. People say, oh, it's a ghost. <laughs> well, it's a holy one. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I'll get past that. All right. It's the Holy Spirit. So you have him within, and not only that, you have him upon. Especially if you're baptized in the Holy Spirit uh, with the evidence of speaking with other tongues. Then we discussed the importance of how we respond to the anointing. And specifically, we shared about the guidelines for FFC in the corporate church setting and uh, in our mini book, Flowing with the Spirit, which if you haven't got that, you can get it, I believe, at the Welcome Center. It's available there. It's free. All right. And then I shared with you two series that I did uh, previously on the gifts of the Spirit and um, on the Holy Spirit. And so I did a series, and it's on the website. It's called Do Not Quench the Spirit, and it's only 22 messages long. (laughs) Do you know every series I do, I think, is the most important one on the planet? And I'm telling you, you could do, I could do 22 parts on every series. I mean, you, you have to pick and choose. But if you're reading your Bible every day and you're hearing instruction from the body of Christ as far as the gifts that are in the body to teach and instruct, then you, the Holy Spirit's speaking to you and you hear from him for yourself. See, our goal here is not that you just become uh, dependent on the ministers in an unhealthy way. You say, what do you mean by that? Well, there are denominations that they say in order for you to talk to God, you have to talk to the preacher first. We ain't one of them. Last time I checked from the scriptures, the scripture says that he, Jesus, made us all priests and kings unto him. Which means you have the right to go into the Holy of Holies because your high priest is there, Jesus, and he made you righteous with his righteousness. So you can hear from him for yourself. Sometimes I've had people practice this. And we go, bah. And you say, is that a scripture? It absolutely is. I am his sheep and I know his voice. Now, sometimes you've got to say that by faith. Because you know, everything's telling you you don't hear. And you just got to stand up and go, no, the Lord said I hear, I hear. I'm a good hearer. I've got good hearing. I hear him. I'm his sheep. I know his When he speaks, I listen. In fact, the same spirit that speaks to me is the one that lives in me. Whew. You're a crazy Christian. No, I'm normal. All the ones that are just like stuffy and they look like they got baptized in lemon juice, they're the crazy ones. <laughs> All right. Okay, so, 
Stay focused, Sean. So do not quench. The spirit is available. It's only 22 messages long, so if you're bored this week, I'll just say this. Instead of binge-watching Netflix, binge-watch the, mes- the messages. All right. The, and then we did a Holy Spirit uh, message on the Holy Spirit titled The Holy Spirit or Holy Spirit, and it's eight messages long. And if you're one who really struggles with... Um, uh, the use of tongues privately and publicly, in that series, I take an entire message and talk about it, about what we believe and explain it from the scriptures. So if you struggle with that, like you're, you know, there's so much, there's so many opinions, but we just try to go back to the word and give you a good solid foundation on understanding other tongues, okay? So I'm not gonna get into that, but those things are available and they're available on all the things that we have it available on. Okay, so... We discussed how the anointing of the Holy Spirit was made available to all of us. We've discussed that the first anointing that is received as far as a believer is when we receive Jesus because the Holy Spirit comes and lives in our heart. Then we discussed the importance of understanding the anointing. Then we discussed the second anointing that is available, and that is the Spirit upon us. And that was, uh, I believe, last week, and we talked about Peter and how he had changed from being a coward to being a bold preacher of the gospel. You realize that he preached the gospel to people that had just killed his Jesus, his Messiah. I mean, that's a lot of boldness. He's now, he knows they're murderers. He knows they'll twist the system and lie and get him convicted of, they could, of something that he didn't do. They did it with Jesus. You know the Antichrist spirit today uses religion and politics still? All right, we're not going into it, but you better go read your Bible. Otherwise, you're going to go, oh, the, the government would lie to me? Well, I thought we were the land of the free and the home of the brave. We are, but that doesn't mean there's not nincompoops. <laughs> nincompoop is Greek. <laughs> All right. Do you hear me? All right. The anointing is the ability and power of God within and upon the believer. If you want a, just a simple definition. The anointing is the power of God or the Holy Spirit in operation in the earth. This morning, I want to begin to wrap up the series by looking through scriptures um, at, that describe the anointing of God and the manifestations. Again, Acts 10.38, I shared it earlier. You can just jot it down. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil or by the devil, for God was with him. Notice now, the anointing is power, And it does good. And it heals. And it heals the oppressions of the devil. So, I'm going to make a very broad statement, but I can make it with confidence from the scripture. Everything that Jesus removed off of people was an act of the devil. Jesus, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. God is not handing out anything that would kill you. He's not handing out cancer. He's not handing out heart problems. He's not handing out blood diseases. He's not handing out... Now, people get confused about this, but you can end all the confusion. Just look at Jesus. 
God's heart for all humanity is perfectly expressed in Jesus. Perfectly. Without flaw. And it tells us in Scripture that Jesus actually took upon himself the disease, the causes, the repercussions of sin so that you could have the repercussion of righteousness. Boy, I just said a lot and it's going off inside me. If you could see my insides, there's like the center and it says God. And then there's all these lines that go off of it that describe him. Of all the scriptures that I've studied in all the years, and I have to pick which one I'm going to go with. That's how you should be on the inside. So, the anointing is power to do good and heal. Now, I'm not just talking about physical healing. Total healing. The anointing of God is power to do good. Somebody say this to me. me. (laughs) It's to do good and to heal every area of your life. Every area. Oh, no, God put this on me. No, he didn't. All right. Let's go another step. Let's, Let's put another, let's strengthen this thought a little bit more here, okay? Let's take it another step. If sickness is of God, it will be in heaven. Come on. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. I know. You say, why do you have to go at this? Because there's religious thinking in the room. Or online, one or the other. Or they'll watch it 20 years from now. God has no... He doesn't have, it's not in him to to create that. It's not of his resource. It's of the resource of your enemy. And we spit on him. I got a half a head nod. Because see, if you still see yourself fighting him in your power, that's why you're afraid. (laughs) when you understand you're seated in heavenly places, you just go, oh, well, you know, you remember that resurrection devil? I was in it. (laughs) It'll kill the fear. All right, John, let's, so let's look at some manifestations of the anointing. John chapter two. I think we'll go here. And I've only got 30 of them. (laughs) only 30 just to prove it I'm not giving them all today people are like my fried chicken's gonna be soggy (laughs) boy I tell you you get far enough okay so okay you're at John chapter 2 right now think with me okay engage brain here all right think with me Jesus ministered to families all day and then fed them at the end of the day. Now watch. Come on, think. Which means dad who can get hangry, 
mom probably is not as big a deal. You know, usually mom handles that better. But kids. And Jesus taught all day on the side of a hill, not in air conditioning, not in the comfy chair you have, and the anointing was so strong, everybody is locked. Come on, let's believe God for some stuff. You wanna? (laughs) Whoo! It's a big deal. God's power, oh man, it can do things and, and when you cooperate with him and it's like, it just is mind-blowing. You know the emoji? With the... <laughs> that was created for, all right. So John chapter two, this is the anointing. What did Jesus do at the wedding? He turned the water into wine, right? How many have seen the chosen? And you know the, the, the guy that follows him around, the funny guy with the cane? Well, he got healed now, but, and he's like, he asks Jesus, hey, Jesus, could you, could you do that to the well near my house? <laughs> I think it was Barnaby. Barnaby is who it is. Yeah, in the, in the show. And I'm like, I would hang out with Barnaby, you know? It's just, that dude's funny, you know? Anyway, all right. I, yeah, all right. So it says this, on the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? I don't, so we read that differently. That was not a disrespect, disrespectful thing that he said to his mom. Just so you know, our culture, you know, that can be disrespectful. But it was really like an entreating thing, like he was respecting her. And he says, what does, that con- what, uh, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. Now, is Jesus lying? His hour hasn't yet come, right? Now watch this. His mother doesn't ask him. I don't know if she's like, listen, boy, I gave birth to you. Do you know what I had to do to get you here? (laughs) Herod tried to kill us. You know, I mean, she could have gone down the line. You know how moms do. Okay, so anyway. It's amazing the thoughts that go through my mind when I go to preach. All right. I never saw that before. All right. So what he, she turns to the servants after Jesus said that and says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Now, you want a miracle? Whatever he tells you to do, do it. Do it. Well, you know, I have this prayer partner and and this other person that I really respect, and I'm trying to get them to pray me three. No, no, no. You pray here and do it. Do it. Obey him. You know his voice. He's your shepherd. You're his sheep. Aren't you so thankful that God doesn't uh, run, he doesn't run us through all the, 
all the rituals and rigmarole that the earth has, he just, we're just in fellowship with him through his son. We don't have to qualify. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be poor. You don't have to be any shade of any color skin. You can just come as you are and believe and receive. I am so thankful for that. I mean, how hard is it for me to go, God, what do you want me to do? And he says it, and then I do it. That's pretty simple. And then I'm not the power. Because watch this, he doesn't say, he really, the only physical thing they do is he says this, now there were six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Six water pots at 20 to 30 gallons apiece. I wonder if they had enough wine after that. I mean, some people have wine cellars. This is like 30 gallons. Come on, imagine your gallon jug of milk. And then imagine 30 of them in your fridge. And then multiply that by six. I guess when Jesus does it, he does it right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does it right. He doesn't play around. All right. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. Water, Jesus. We're not out of water. Jesus isn't like, you know, they've drank enough alcohol now, so they need to hydrate. You're done with the wine. We're going to water. Some of you are like, you don't know what to think of that. Should he say that in church? Listen, I'm not the one that performed the miracle. All right, moving on. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. How does adding water to water to those pots and taking some out turn it into wine? Can you break down the scientific process for me? No. Because the word of God and the anointing doesn't make sense. It makes faith. And when we operate in faith, the counter is that the sense realm gets changed. If you want a miracle, now see what people do is, is they go, yeah, I'm going to do what you say. And then they try to help God. He doesn't need your arm. His arm is plenty strong enough. When the anointing is flowing in your situation. Come on. He can turn your relationship from water to wine. <laughs> Come on. You understand what I'm saying? He can change the situation. Well, I have things on my heart to do that God's asking me to do. There's no way I can do them. That's how you know that God is speaking. Did Jesus say, all right, boys? I mean, think about how many ways God could have done this. He could have ran out and bought a bunch of grapes and had them stomping them in the back for a while, and then he could have caused them to turn into wine quicker. But he didn't do that. He took a substance that he created and changed it on a molecular level. Oh, 
There it is, the spider web in me. I could go so many directions right now. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 8. This isn't in my notes, sorry. I told the guys at the sound booth, you know, they're doing scriptures, and I said, uh, I wrote in there, I have too many scriptures, you're just going to have to keep up. (laughs) We have this thing that they can read before the service. I bet that blessed them. (laughs) I'm going to find out if you're faith people. All right, Proverbs 8, verse 30. This is talking about wisdom. Verse 30 says, talking about wisdom, then I was beside him as a master craftsman. When the master of the feast tasted the water that was made to wine, Proverbs 8, verse 30, then I was beside him as a how does Jesus do it? How does he turn the water into wine? He made it all. He's the master craftsman. Come on, some of you are getting it. Faith, I just, it just rose in you. He knows how to take the, the condition in a cell in your body because he's the master craftsman and turn it. And where it wasn't functioning the way it was supposed to before, Is he wrong? Is the word wrong? Is it right? <laughs> he, he knows how, he knows he's the master craftsman. He knows why depression keeps coming around and you keep yielding to it. Because he knows, he knows everything. And he can go on the inside of you and go, click. And you'll go, that's why. Come on, how many of you have been reading something and it doesn't even have to be scripture or somebody's trying to explain something to you and it's kind of eluded you, the concept, but all of a sudden you, it clicks in the si- inside of you and you go, I see it. That is how revelation comes. So there has to be a decision made by us at some point where we go, Lord, I'm not going to go to the things that I have before trying to resolve this particular issue in my life that I'm dealing with, this circumstance, but I'm going to go to the master craftsman and I'm going to let you minister to me about how to turn this situation of water into an answer. Do you see that? Now, the enemy wants you to give up. Oh, you're, some of you still, a little bit. Okay, go back to Proverbs 8. And we're going to wrap up here, but, but, but I want you to get this truth. I could give you all the scriptures I have, and we made it through one. So what do we know? We know we have 30 more messages, or 29 more messages. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Okay, I'll probably just send you a bunch of them via flock note, and you can go look them up. Go to Proverbs 8, verse uh, 8, 22, if you would, sir. 
the Lord, this is talking about wisdom, possessed me at the beginning of his way before his works of what? Okay, go to verse 23. I have been established from everlasting, from the before there was ever an so I posted this yesterday on Facebook. Before they ever ran out of wine, God had the solution. Before you ever got to the problem you're facing, listen to me, think, think, let, let revelation come. Before you were ever born, the master craftsman crafted your breakthrough anointing. <laughs> it's unfair for the devil. Totally unfair for him. <laughs> it's like taking the test with the one who wrote the test. It's so unfair for the devil. And people, you see, and I, can, I can see how the enemy, because you can see it on people's faces. They go, yeah, well, yeah, that seems right. But then they go back to, well, how could that? And you got to go, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I'm going to engage and grab onto that word and not let go until I'm living in the flow of it. My problems, ah, they're not that big a deal. They sure seem like it, and the devil's going to come talk to you. He's going to try to talk to you as soon as we're done with service. He's already trying. I rebuke him in the name of Jesus. Oh, there, oof. I don't know if you said, <laughs> ooh, I just saw something. Okay, anyway, I'm moving on. If you didn't see it, well, get more spiritual. All right, so... <laughs> I shouldn't say it that way. Keep growing. You will. All right. I got to say it better. The enemy will come and try to talk you out of what Jesus said about you. See, this truth, Josh, come here. Pastor Josh, come here. Okay. Sorry. I'm the Christian. You're the devil. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apologize in advance, okay? So, can everybody see us okay? Okay. You can see us okay, or should we move the pulpit? We'll do this. We're going over here, camera lady. We're going over here. Okay, now everybody can kind of see, right? All right. This is what the enemy does. This is the promises of God. These are mine. Now, you, now don't beat me up, okay? Just, just don't, don't kick me or anything, or you know what I mean? But try to take it out of my hands. This is what you have to do. Because your enemy, he wants this. And you've got to do this. And you've got an anointing from the Holy One to do this. Amen. That anointing is released. Whatever Jesus tells you to do, well, it doesn't make sense. Does it make sense to, to have more wine by filling up pots with water? 
That doesn't make sense. It makes faith. And faith will produce a result. And some of the issue that some of you are facing with, Joy, would you, wherever Joy is, she can come. Or is it Judy? Hi, it's Judy. Okay, come on, Judy. Thank you, ma'am. Um, some of your issue is this. You, some of you still think that God is dealing with you according to your performance. Now, I'm not saying you should just perform poorly on purpose. Hello. It's just a bad idea. You're causing your own problem. Because if you, when you operate in sin, okay, when you sin, God doesn't go, you're not mine anymore. He says, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. Okay? But if you do yield to the flesh and you yield to the enemy, you leave a door open. It's like leaving your back door open. Now, Heidi and I, we, if we live in town, somehow we ended up having three gophers in our yard because they built that new gas station on Shiloh and King there. And they, I guess they moved out and tried to come into my yard. Now, they are no longer with us. <laughs> I am sorry. I have no mercy for an animal that will eat its friend once it got run over on the side of the road. <laughs> you know, it's like, anyway, I'm not going there. I got to stay, stay focused here. Okay. Man. All right. Whew. I don't even know where I was going with the gopher thing. Oh, the door open. Yes, thank you. All right. Okay, sorry, Lord. All right. So, that gopher can get in your house if you leave the door open. And gophers are dumb, they will get into your house. Ask my in-laws. <laughs> okay, well, you can ask them at the picnic. <laughs> Man, there's a lot of stories that I know about with animals that are going through my mind right now. Okay, but my point is this. God doesn't stop being your God if you leave the door open. He doesn't stop being your father. You're just allowing the enemy to come live in your house. Don't do that. Stop it. Yes, yeah, stop it. <laughs> you know, in the name of Jesus, stop it. I'm not going that way anymore. I, I'm a new creation in Christ. Now, if, you, if you've sinned, if you've, if you've done something, you should, then you just repent. You don't have to go tell everybody. Okay? But once you're in the house, once you're still a part of the family. So my point in this and all of this was some of you are, you're like, you disqualify yourself automatically because your performance isn't perfect and you didn't get qualified by performance. Come on. You did not get qualified by performance. 
Now you can affect a manifestation through living in flesh instead of the spirit. But guys, how many good things were you doing? You weren't even on the planet when Jesus came to die for you. Come on, see this, see this. I just take authority over confusion in the name of Jesus. Clarity is coming on this subject. You didn't do anything to make Jesus come. You did not. And if you think you did, there's a religious pharisaical spirit within you or upon you or in your thinking. Ooh, people do not like that statement, but it is true nonetheless. You're going to perform in such a way to be able to get, uh, 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 to be able to uh, get, uh, garnish God's uh, reward of holiness and righteousness. I'm talking about before you were saved. And yet Jesus himself looked at the religious leaders of his day and said, you are of your father, the devil. Hello. You say, why are you saying it like that? Because it's that, that thinking in your mind is stopping you from being able to receive from the Lord. And the Lord is not thinking that way. I said, the Lord is not thinking that way. The Lord is not thinking that way. He is looking at you through, especially now that you're born again, of course, through Jesus. <laughs> he is looking at you through Jesus. When he sees Jesus and you've received Jesus, now this is so hard for the religious world to consider or to think about. And that's why all these sinners were coming to Jesus in his day. Of course, all of them were sinners anyway. But all these people are coming to him that, are in, that were in horrible lifestyles. Think about how much love was pouring out of Jesus that the woman that was from Canaan came to him to have his daughter healed. What made her think these people in Canaan at that time, well, you think demon worship is a problem in America. You know nothing. When your kids are full of devils because of your worship, you got a serious problem going on. And yet Jesus was so full of love that she, the Spirit of God, ministered to her about him and she made her way to him. She understood his nature so well that she would not let go of him until she got what she wanted. Oh, you need, you need to say this with me. I'm, I'm receiving the promises of God through faith in what Jesus did. Not based on my performance. Well, you're just, then anybody can get saved. You're exactly right. Thank you. Thank you for proving my point. You're exactly right. All you got to do is just believe. I didn't set up the system. I'm just loving it inside of it. I am the least qualified. People say, you don't know what I did. Well, you don't know what I did. And there are people sitting here that know what I did. <laughs> but it's under the blood. Even if they say, well, I remember how you used to be. Oh yeah, you can remember. But I'm free. It doesn't exist anymore. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Because I've received Him. Come on, if you received Him, 
you are righteous in Christ Jesus. So, every head bowed, every eye closed. Ah, if you're in here today and you haven't received Jesus, I want to give you an opportunity. If you're watching online, I want to give you an opportunity as well. We know this from Ecclesiastes 3 verse 11 that God has as creator has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds it is a divinely implanted sense of a purpose working through the ages which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy so I'm not just speaking to one age in here of, of a person or one uh, gender none of that if you're young or if you're old, you have to receive Jesus to be born again. And here's how you do it. The scripture says in John 3, 16 and 17, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. We know that from Scripture, Romans 3.23, that every person has sinned or fallen short of God's standard of holiness. We know that heaven is a free gift from Scripture, Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with Him. And we know that he wanted this because of Jesus. And we see it in Romans 5, verse 8 and 9. It says, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. And that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. And lastly, we can receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. And maybe that's you today. Romans 10, 9, and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with your heart you believe unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So if you don't know that you know that you've received Christ this morning as your Savior, and you want to place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now, I'd just like you to ask you to I'd like to ask you to raise your hand where you're at and I'll acknowledge you and we will pray with you. Thank you, Lord. This secures your now but your eternity. Anybody online, Michael? Okay. Well, I sense there is, but I'm not going to force it. You just raise your hand. I'll pray with you. Actually, we'll all pray with you. Maybe there's not. All right, I don't see any hands. Why don't you look up at me? Maybe, maybe the sense I, I have more than anything is that you have received Jesus but you just need it, needed it to be confirmed. You needed to hear more to really confirm that on the inside of you.
thank you for taking the time to listen today. If you would like more information about Faith Family Church, including service times and location, visit faithfamilybillings.com.